This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Hey, Kate. It's Jeremy Lambert. You know, your boyfriend. Happy birthday to the podcast. Woo! Hey, why don't you have me back on? Did I do something wrong? Oh my god, did I just... I did something wrong, didn't I? Hi, Kate. This is Ollie Masters. This is my wife, Katie. Hello. Happy, Happy first, first anniversary. anniversary. Congratulations on your first year of Less Than Live. Hope you have many more. I'm really looking forward to finally meeting you at Fort Bubble. Bye. Hi, Kate. It's Maru. Congratulations on your podiversary. It's absolutely fabulous. I look forward to many, many more episodes with such fantastic guests as, well, me. <laughs> Love you. Hey, Kate. It's me, uh, Chip. Uh, Stepdaddy, uh, potential stepdaddy, Chip. Uh, I just want to congratulate you on your new podcast, uh, Lesson Live. Uh, I look forward to hearing it, and I'm sure it'll do just great. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're just great. You're, you're a nice girl. You're a good girl. I'm proud to call you uh, step. Uh, 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 I'm proud to call you a friend. Yeah. Bye. Uh, bye. Hi, Kate. Can I call you Kate? This is Drew Roush. Can I call myself Drew Roush? Yes. Yes, I can. I hope this message finds you well, because when you hear this, I'll already be dead. Funny thing, since time is not linear, I was able to record this 65 years into the future. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. The autopsy concluded it was totally natural causes. Probably. Anyhow, right. So, happy one-year anniversary. Just imagine my bony ethereal arms giving you a big spooky hug from beyond the staticky veil. Thanks for making this thing. Hey, it's Brooke Allen wishing Kate a happy first year anniversary. Uh, one year. A whole year, Kate, you did it. Hi, Kate, this is Sam Mags, and as you know, I'm like your biggest fan in the entire world, so I just wanted to wish you a super happy first anniversary for Less Than Live, and I look forward to many, many more years of talking about comics and our moms together on the internet. You are the raddest. Hey, Kate. This is Cohen Edenfield. Congratulations on a great year in podcasting. Hey, Katie did. This is Marguerite Bennett, and I want to wish Kate Leth a huge happy anniversary on the Left and Life podcast. You are fabulous and brilliant and talented, and you have no idea how much it means that you've achieved what you have and how much it means to your friends and fans. I am honored to know you, I love you, and I can't wait to see your cutie face at the next show. So until then, I will settle for your cutie voice. Love you, baby. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday, Listen Live, you are one year old. Happy birthday, Listen Live, a million podcasts sold. Just kidding. We give these things away for free. Cue the team, Sean. This is Less Than Live with Cater Die, a bi-weekly podcast about comics from all angles. I'm going to talk to you about what I'm reading and doing in the industry, as well as interviewing some of my friends and favorite creators. So come along with me on this journey into geek culture. On today's show, it's a birthday bash! Less Than Live celebrates a full year of getting our theme song horribly stuck in your head. Plus, we talk to death metal wonderkin Becky Cloonan on her actual birthday. I shit you not. Let's do it. 
Well, hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Like the intro says, it is our birthday show. Less Than Life has been airing for one full year, 21 episodes deep now. And uh, if you count the fact that we were supposed to be doing these every two weeks, the math might be a little bit off. But whatever, we did our best. And we're here. And uh, it's very exciting. So, yeah, June to June. Here, just episodes, episodes on episodes. And we are uh, continuing on the tradition and having a blast doing it and hope that you have all been having a blast coming along with us and that uh, we've all grown as people and as friends. Um, <laughs> personally, it's been a while uh, since our last episode and um, I was at Special Edition in, in New York, which ended up being a really, really awesome time, a really great show, met a lot of really cool people. And um, yeah, despite the fact that I was stuck in a corner by the bathroom in what was possibly logistically the worst place in the entire <laughs> building love special edition and everyone involved but um it was it was a bad spot but despite that and not having a banner my table was still crazy packed all weekend and i sold out of almost everything that i brought so you the audience and uh the wonderful people of this world and especially of new york and manhattan thanks you're great i couldn't be happier um it was an awesome time had a great hotel got to see a ton of really really good friends and uh yeah just so good. I'm doing so few conventions this year because of this whole trying to move to the States thing um, that it was, it was really awesome. Like every show just feels like such a gamble where it's like, oh, I'm not going to do another one for two months. I hope it's really good. And it was. And it was awesome. So thank you to everybody who came out uh, and to the awesome people that I met. I had dinner with the crew from Panels, uh, which is a really great comics website um, that I, I got to meet, you know, all the people working there. A lot of ladies, so I'm always all about that. Um, and they were awesome, and we had drinks, and uh, it's a really good time. So you should check out panels.net. Uh, they're they're very cool, really good people, and uh, a lot of fun if you're into things like Comics Alliance and the Mary Sue, um, which I am. You know, websites that aren't, like, horrible and hateful. <laughs> so was, that was really great. Uh, the whole show was great. Got to do karaoke and see Scott Snyder sing Dolly Parton, so there's not really much in this world that can top that in terms of things that make me happy. Um in terms of my own stuff and what I'm doing, Ink for Beginners is still out. You can still get that through Retrofit. That's my comic about uh, tattoos and getting tattooed. Um, advice as well as horror stories and things to make you laugh. Cringe laugh? That thing? Crave? Whatever. The feeling that you get when you watch Broad City. Um, hopefully the book does that to you a couple times. <laughs> so, yes, you can still get that through Comixology or through Retrofit, and it's great. Um, Edward Scissorhands is coming to its conclusion. The penultimate issue is out. Penultimate being one of my favorite words in the English language. Um, and that one is uh, it's a spookum. The whole thing is a, it's a real it's a real scary little tale. And uh, Drew and uh, Ricky doing the colors have just been killing it it looks so good it is such a beautiful comic and the first collection is out you can get that uh anywhere that has taste um it's called parts unknown uh and it collects the first five issues as well as a whole bunch of stuff in the back you know process and interviews and all of the uh letters that people wrote in to the issues which don't always get put into collections but we loved them so much that we put them in there because uh teen goths are the greatest thing in the world <laughs> former current uh potential all of them love it um bravest warriors is also almost finished um there are a couple more issues to come out we're ending on number 36 and then we done for a while uh we might do some miniseries or graphic novels we don't know we don't know what's going to happen the whole world is in turmoil and nothing is certain but um it might come together and hopefully we get to do more because more plum and peach are all that i want in my life um we're going out with a bang ian and i are doing some real 
crazy shit on that comic. And uh, don't tell your kids reading it that I used the shit word, but um, you can enjoy it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then um, moving on, moving on to other things uh, for a while. Um, Power Up is coming out July 22nd. So at the time of listening to this, it's less than a month away. Um, if you haven't pre-ordered it from your comic book shop, uh, the final order cutoff has passed. But you can still ask um, because that would be nice. I don't, should I sell it? I should sell that harder. You should do it or your feet will burn off and you will not have feet. So do that. Uh, it would be really nice. And um, that comes out on July 22nd. It's the first of a six-part series unless they decide that they like us a lot and decide to give us more, which would be really cool. But nobody knows. There's definitely six. Um, it's a really awesome story about a group of strangers who are brought together when they get uh, supernatural powers that none of them know how to use or deal with. And it is a lot about coming of age when you have already uh, come of age or, or, or coming into your own, I suppose, when you have settled. Um, there's a magical goldfish that turns into a whale. Uh, there is a magical... There's a lot of magic. There's magic. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything for you. There's articles on the internet. Check it out. Um, there's some really great covers that people have done for the first issue. Uh, Lucy Nisley, who's one of my favorite people, one of my mom's favorite people, which is even more important. And uh, Ian McGinty, the artist on Bravest Warriors. So it's a nice, nice little family experience. And uh, if you come out to Third Eye Comics in Annapolis, Maryland, on July 11th from 11 until 2, very specific window make it happen. Um, I will be there alongside what I believe to be my boyfriend's entire family because they live there. <laughs> and I haven't met them yet. And everyone pray for me that they think I'm nice and etc. Um, but if you come out to that, uh, they're doing a not at Comic Con sale at Third Eye on July 11th. Um, that's going to be going all day. I'm going to be there from 11 until 2 unless we're having a really good time and then I'll stick around for a bit. Who knows? Who knows? These things are permeable. Um, that's not really the word that I meant. That's when, like, a cell, you can travel through it. Um, mutable. I don't know. They change. Um, <laughs> I'm a writer. So if you want to come out to that, yeah, July 11th, 11 to 2, I will be there. They are having a sale all day long for people uh, since it's coast to coast. If you're on the East Coast, you're probably not at San Diego Comic-Con. It is the same day as San Diego Comic-Con, uh, which I won't be at, obviously, because I will be in Annapolis, Maryland. Boy, we're walking in circles. Um, but you should come and uh, you can – the point I'm trying to make at the end of all of this is that you can get Power Up number one two weeks before it's on stands anywhere else. Um, so that's July 11th. The book comes out July 20th second so yeah i guess 11 days that's almost two full weeks um before it hits shelves you can come and get a special variant cover by i believe stephanie gonzaga if i wasn't supposed to tell you that i didn't um but you should come and we're gonna have it i will sign it i will sign anything you own um your child your arm your copy of sex criminals preferably um <laughs> i will do that and we'll all have a grand old time so you should come out because i hear amazing things about third eye comics uh everyone just talks up how great it is constantly and i am very very excited to visit it um finally caught up on some comics in between all of this insane work that i'm trying to make happen so let's get to that what is So 
every time I start the segment, I always tell you about how I'm behind on my comics and I haven't read anything I want to. And this week is no different. Um, I did catch up on a bunch of things and try a couple of new series, though, um, which since I stopped working at a comic book shop has honestly been harder than I thought. Um, When I talk to Becky Clunan later in the show, we talk a little bit about, you know, the the importance of, of keeping up with what's coming out and actually going to a comic book store. Um, but it has been a little bit harder. And so, you know, I, I, I've been trying and also keeping up on what my friends are reading and dug into a couple of new things. Uh, one of my favorite things that came out last week, uh, was Black Canary number one. And I got a preview of this a while ago, uh, the benefits of being friends with Brendan Fletcher. Um, but, uh, was super, super, super excited to read it. Um, I've been a fan of Annie Wu's art and, uh, she's the regular artist on the series. Um, been a fan of her for, for years and I got to be on a panel with her at special edition and, um, just babbled like an idiot about how great I think she is. Um, she did the, uh, Kate Bishop sections of the Hawkeye series, Matt Fraction and David Aja were doing. And, uh, I, you know, fell even more in love with her than I was, uh, with her illustrations, which I just had seen, um, from when she was in school. So yeah, I'd been following for her for a couple of years. So Black Canary, uh, takes the Dinah we sort of get to know in the Batgirl series and gives her her own, her own world, her own bad guys, her own crew. And from the first issue that we see, it's just, she's just a super awesome, uh, badass front woman of a band. Uh, her band seems really cool, really diverse, really interesting cast of characters. We don't know too much about them from the first issue, but, uh, it's really great. The entire issue is almost like black and hot pink. <laughs> so it was appealing to my sensibilities in so many ways. There's so much eyeliner and so many boots. Um, so it ticks off all the happy little boxes in my head of things that I love. So Black Canary number one, really awesome. You don't really need to know anything that's going on in the DC world to pick it up, which is always a huge incentive for me. So yeah, Brendan Fletcher writing it, Andy Wood drawing it, Lee Lowridge and Steve Wands working on that one. So, so good. Such a sweet, uh, fun, badass comic about a lady uh, singing in a band and kicking ass. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm sold. Um, also checked out after the recommendation from Declan Shelby on our last episode, uh, The Mantle, number one, uh, which is Ed Brisson, Brian Lovell, and Jordan Boyd. And uh, really enjoyed it. Um, haven't checked out issue two yet, although I think it just came out. And uh, uh, that one's, yeah, it's kind of about a, a group of superheroes. And um, the there's a character called The Mantle. And it's not even a character. It's more like an essence that inhabits the body of different people. And then when they are killed, moves on to someone else. So this the other superheroes on the team have to go track that person down and keep him or her protected and don't want to spoil anything but some crazy shit (laughs) happens in the first issue and i applaud uh the bravery of the of the team for you know (laughs) for what happened and how crazy it was just very cool just a really interesting concept and you know i don't read a lot of superhero comics but uh it's 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 pretty neat and it's neat to see a superhero comic that's not marvel or dc that that has a really cool concept so definitely check that out um also, finally, finally got around to, and so many of you and so many of my friends had recommended to me Giant Days, uh, which is John Allison, Lisa Tremaine, Whitney Coger, and Jim Campbell, uh, and that's a Boombox series. And uh, everyone kept telling me, "I don't, 
understand uh, why you're not reading this because, <laughs> because it looks like something you would totally love. And it is. Um, so I've only read the first issue. There's four out so far, uh, but I'm absolutely loving it. Also really, really loving Whitney's colors. Um, she actually colored one of my Adventure Time books. So it's a funny, uh, the boom world is small. Um, but yeah, really, really cool series about a group of friends um, in what seems to be first year of college. And uh, there's a lot of drama going on. Um, it's just really fun. The way that the way that John Allison, who has done webcomics for years and years and years and, you know, is, is sort of an old pro that way. Um, the way he deals with with panels and exposition and stuff like that is is a lot of fun. And Lisa's art um just fantastic just so expressive and really fun and you know very reminds you of animation a lot to read it so really cool to see that kind of a style but with characters who are a little bit older i love reading comics about you know early 20s people wonder why (laughs) uh so yeah definitely check out giant days um was going to be a six issue i think it just got extended um so we're going to be seeing it for a while and uh yeah just a lot of fun it's nice light reading especially if you're picking up a lot of um sad or disturbing stuff like the latest issue of saga or the wicked and the divine um which i can't handle (laughs) i just can't handle out of them i don't even want to talk about it they're horrible no they're great they're super great um I started reading uh, the newest run of Catwoman because I befriended Genevieve Valentine, who is the writer on the series, and thought, hey, well, we're friends. I'm going to read your comic. Um, Don't fully understand what's happening so far. So her run starts the same time that uh, Batgirls did on issue 35. So that's when the whole team changed over. And I hadn't been reading Catwoman up until number 35. So I know there's some stuff I'm missing out on, but it was also kind of a a relaunch or revamp. And as far as I can tell, Selina Kyle is a crime boss now and uh, is sort of struggling with Catwoman being at the back of her mind. And it's it's a lot more to do. It's a lot more of a... kind of the wire sort of thing of crime families and and the you know under underbelly of gotham not as much superhero stuff so far but very interesting and i really like the art so that's yeah genevieve valentine gary brown lee lowridge um and then the lettering in that is sal capriano and uh, taylor esposito and taylor worked with me on fresh romance which is very cool so yeah, Catwoman. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, got got especially intrigued by one of the covers that Kevin Wada did. I love that Selena Kyle looks real uh, slick in a suit all the time. <laughs> She's got short hair, and I read it because she looks sort of hot. I don't, I don't know. It's uh, I am. I gotta be. I gotta be me. Um, also, we talk about it a bunch later in the interview, but uh, Gotham Academy number seven just came out. Uh, it's Becky Cloonan and Brendan Fletcher writing it, um, but Helen Chen did the art on this uh, sort of standalone issue about maps, and uh, that's the character, not the uh, noun. Um, so maps is really awesome, and they it's <laughs> the issue has a lot of references to the Raven, and and I'm a sucker for Edgar Allan Poe anytime. Eh, I'm goth. Uh, so it's fun and a uh, really, really cool issue. So, yeah, you should definitely check it out. And you should be reading Gotham Academy because it's so great. Um, in terms of new things, I checked out... I was scrolling through my comicsology thing of comics to read and um, got really intrigued by the cover for the fiction, number one. And uh, I think I think Tula Lote might have done a variant for that. But the main cover was a really interesting look. And so I looked up some reviews and a lot of people were saying, oh, it's kind of like the unwritten. It's got a little bit of that vibe to it. And uh, so I checked it out and read the first issue. And I'm really interested. Um, 
the art is very cool. Uh, it's David Rubin, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see where it's going to go. It's kind of I mean to to describe it because I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it. Um, is that a, a group of friends when they were younger basically got sucked into a book and lived in this imaginary world, very Narnia esque in that way, and uh, one of them disappears. And so many many years later, when they're all as adults. Um, the this book shows up again the fiction shows up in the in the home of one of the characters and he gets sucked back into it and so the two of the char- the two remaining characters who were not sucked into the book uh the girl you know the the girl of the group <laughs> decides that she's going to go and get go back into the book and and get her friends back and you know the one guy left who hasn't been taken into the book is very um reticent and, and not sure about participating and insists that everything that happened in the book when they were children was imaginary and that it didn't really happen. Um, and I like that. I really like the the juxtaposition of, of fiction, fantasy, and the real world and real world responsibilities. So going to see where it goes, but but very cool and definitely worth checking out. And yeah, again, if you were into the unwritten, if, if that kind of a thing... And and again, someone also mentioned that, you know, if you like lock and key, and it's so weird because the writing's not similar and the art's not similar, but I definitely get that you know it's it's just a feeling that's kind of similar um so yeah fiction number one really good i have so many other things to read <laughs> that are downloaded and that i haven't got to yet the latest issue of miss marvel and the last issue of spider gwen which by the way in case you're worrying it is relaunching same art team same writing everybody's the same it's just coming back because marvel's doing this bonkers whatever secret wars thing I don't know. I don't can't. I can't. I can't. I don't fuck with crossovers. I think they're dumb. Whatever. Um, but it's coming back and it's going to be great. Spider Gwen will always be great. Silk is still really great. Um, so yeah, that's that's my the extent of my knowledge and all the regulars still kicking it. Really good. Wicked Divine. Southern Bastards again, which I'm a little bit behind on, but it's still really great. All those series are super awesome. Um, so yeah, we have uh, a fairly long interview today. Becky and I chat and chat and chat and it is her birthday and um it's a really fun one so uh no tweets this time but you get to hear us talk and say the word like between the two of us approximately six thousand times so let's get to it kate's gonna interview you kate's gonna interview you All right, so I am talking today to Becky Cloonan, who uh, I can start lifting, listing off her credits, uh, but it might take all day. Um, she's currently working on uh, Southern Cross for Image as well as Gotham Academy and has been doing some really, really awesome covers for The Kitchen, which is a series I really love and keep telling everyone to read. And it's Becky's birthday. Hi, Becky. It, hi, it's, my, it's your show's birthday, too. It's both our birthdays. Birthdays, birthdays everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big birthday celebration. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. So what what have you done? How have you celebrated? Mm, I had some ice cream. I'm having coffee now. Um, might have had some drinks last night. Team Southern Cross went out last night. Me and Andy might have, you know, had a little, I believe had it. a little bit to drink last night. I believe it. Uh, and I know it's crazy. Um, we're in, we enable each other. I think that's mm-hmm. why the, the book works really well. <laughs> um and we're probably going to go out again tonight, so mm-hmm. you know we'll call a few people up. It'll be a, it's kind of you know I'm not like a, a huge birthday person. I never really know what to do. It's like let's just go get drinks, mm-hmm. which is what we do normally anyway. Well, I think I think once you <laughs> get past like 
19 or 20, it becomes like, oh, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll go for dinner. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll do a thing. I don't even want dinner. I just want to skip the dinner and just go straight to drinks. Okay, like, well, that's, yeah. I mean, realistically, Do yeah. we really, yeah, I mean, do we, do we really have to have dinner? <laughs> um, well, I, I am, I'm sitting here in, in my weird little booth uh, right now, eat, uh, drinking cider and eating do cake. We have a booth. This is like a legit production. Amazing. I'm in a recording studio yeah. right now. There are, there are guys at a computer uh, fixing things <laughs> as we go along. Hey, guys. It's crazy. <laughs> They're saying hi. You might not be able to yeah, hear them. Hi, I, just, I just raised my eyebrows. Oh, <laughs> good. I like the dictation. Because <laughs> um, you had said, wasn't it Carl Kerschel's birthday? As yeah, well? Carl Kerschel's birthday was, um, I'm actually looking at the right side of his head right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's straight across from me. And we have like a, we're pretty professional over here too. So we're in a studio up in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And um, I look at the right side of Carl's head all day. Well, that's, and at the that's right good. side of Andy's head. Oh. Really, everyone's kind of here. It's really, it's actually, um, I can't imagine working on these books and not being able to be in the same room with these guys. That um, must be so nice. It's really nice. And it, <laughs> it brings a different, no, I mean, it, it, like when you're mm. working with someone, I mean, it like, I've never really written, this writing stuff is kind of new. <laughs> this mm-hmm. writing thing is kind of new for me. Because um, usually I was just working, I spent so many years as an artist working with writers. And even though I was like doing my own stuff and like self-publishing and yeah. writing my own stories, it's not, it's not really the same as like working with an artist. No, it's totally is, different. You know, it's totally, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different kind of chemistry you have when you're sitting down face to face with someone going mm-hmm. out for coffee or getting a drink and then, um, then just doing stuff by email or, you know, so Andy and Carl both have a, like, they should have writing credits as well. <laughs> <basically>. <laughs> That's really awesome though. Like, I'm so jealous of that. I yeah. work in like my bedroom <laughs> and just emailing everyone. Oh, having a studio space is really nice, mm-hmm. but it's all, you know, I think just being able to, even if it's just for like a, a few days or something at a con, just be able to talk to someone. I mean, the internet makes it so easy with Skype and everything, but yeah, that's I true. still feel like, yeah, I still feel like getting together with someone like the old fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's kind of, it's the best. It's the best. And, it, and I, I think it kind of shows in the books because it's a lot of fun to work on. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. And so cool that you guys are, yeah. are get to do that. And Brendan, yeah. Brendan's in Montreal too, isn't he? Brendan's in Montreal as well. Yeah, yes, he Brendan lives Fletcher. um like it's like a jaunty twenty minute walk for me. I guess a oh, jaunty. That's that's that thing. That's nothing. Yeah. Everyone I work with is in like California or yeah. <laughs> elsewhere in the states. Yeah, you spend some time in LA though. Yeah, it's true. I go back and forth. I jaunt. Yeah, just a, jaunt. just a quick nine hour jaunt on yeah. We're two flames. We're jaunting, ladies. <laughs> two flames. We're jaunting oh, everywhere. <laughs> Because you're no Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I am. I'm actually about to saunter my, I'm sauntering now, saunter my way down <laughs> to, to Texas. I'm moving to Austin in Oh, you're like, actually, September, you're moving. September, October. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Well, it's hard. I mean, Canada is for an American mm-hmm. living in Canada. There's only so long you can perpetuate it before, you know, you go to an immigration layer and they're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> so, um, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trying to like, I, I literally have a spreadsheet on my computer of every day I've spent in the U.S. so far this year so that I don't go over my limit. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, it's horrifying. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, countries, man. What's up? They're, why can't um, they just get along? I know. <laughs> It'd just be so nice. Don't they know who we are? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> don't they know we're in comic books? I know. Um, yeah, yeah. So Texas seems like the next step for me. That's cool. For at least for at least a year to see how I like it. I like Austin a lot. 
I love Austin. I spent some time there last year and I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I had maybe too much fun. Maybe I should have <laughs> been down there. I don't know though. Did you go to the bridge? It'll be like. Did you go to the bridge with the bats? No, I didn't. Not yet. I think you had mentioned that to me. Actually, I haven't seen. I haven't done it yet. I'm very interested because I've never seen it. Yeah, there's some cool caves out there too that I've been. I want to check out. Mm. I'm gonna get into my spelunking years when I go to Austin. (laughs) And cocaine. Yeah, both. <laughs> just yeah, it's gonna be crazy. My my books are gonna start getting really weird when I go down there. <laughs> just caves. And... No, I just caves and coke. You know, caves Giant and coke. Cowboy hat. There's an image series know. right there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if you give it one title, just like spelunking. Yeah, it'd be great. Scarface and spelunking. <laughs> just imagine it. It's gonna be crazy. This is how you enter your next year. This is this is how it happens, ladies and gentlemen. This is the magic. You're watching it unfold. Mm-hmm. I'll need an artist for that, I guess. <laughs> Someone who's really good at darkness and drug trips. Yeah. Which honestly, it's not. You'll you'll be fine. You'll get it. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be, be good. good. No, I'm I'm psyched about it. Awesome yeah. seems like it's fun. Lots of things to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of good music down there, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's a huge community. I mean, I've only been there a couple times, um, just because there's like a huge component of the Valkyries down there. There's tons yeah. throughout yeah, there the is. jobs there. Yeah. Yeah. I met a bunch of them when I was at, um, I, I did some signings in Austin. Oh yeah. You did that sexy poster for ladies night. Yes, I did. That was great. That was good. That was great. And Austin, Austin books and comics. Awesome books and it's, comics. It's an incredible store. It's so nice. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that back section of the back issues is like the largest I think I've ever seen in a comic book store. And it's, it's also like organized and mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. It's just it's you walk in and it's like you there. There's I don't know, really good feng shui or something in that mm-hmm. store. Like everything's just laid out really well and That's really welcoming. Nice. And then you can do Staple, which is a cute little show that was a nice time. Yeah, I've never been that. I've never been to that one. I really liked it. Actually, yeah. it was cool. It was small, but it was nice. And they have beer, so. As a convention, I feel like that's always a plus. More shows should do that. More <laughs> shows know. should have beer. Special edition did so. <laughs> yes, special edition did, and that was awesome. And yeah. uh, Denver, I was in Denver. Denver had beer, which was oh, nice. awesome. <laughs> a lot of like European shows are, you know, um, have have beer as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yes. I mean, I'm going to do Thought Bubble for the first time this year. So. Oh, you're going to love it. I'm, I'm on so the excited. list, but I'm sadly I'm going to miss it. What? No, oh, well, because no. you will have just moved, I guess. I'll have just moved, but I'm I uh, I uh, I said that I was doing Thought Bubble um, like a, a little while ago, and then a different event came up that has a conflicting date. Mm. I'm going to like a black metal tattoo <laughs> festival in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's called Blick Metal, and I guess in Norwegian Blick is ink. So That's- there you go really really cool <laughs> i'm psyched about it i'm really psyched i love that i think that's great are you yeah. gonna get tattooed when yeah. you're there i probably will oh my god the list is insane like who's gonna like it's just so many phenomenal artists are gonna be there um it was just like you know i do it, it's i do thought all over year and it's probably one of my favorite shows like definitely top three for sure yeah. um i i i would think my three favorite shows are probably Teacaf, mm-hmm. Thought Bubble, and I would I would say Heroes as well. Yeah, I'm so I sad really that like. I missed that this year. So yeah. sad. I missed it this year too. But you know, it's just the thing. Like I end up doing the same shows every year, and even though I have mm-hmm. new books out every year, it 
comes down to this thing where, you know, I have to start thinking like there's other cons like Denver asked me out and mm-hmm. they were trying to get me out for a few years. And it, the scheduling is always hard because it's like the week, it was like a, a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. it was just like too many cons like right in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was trying to do like one a month, right? Yeah. That's not, that's, it's, which is still crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's a crazy schedule trying to get work done at the same time as like gearing up for conventions and stuff. But it's just, it's gotten to a point where it's like, I got to, like, if a show wants to have me out and I haven't been there, like, I'm going to keep doing the same shows I always do or just like hit a different area and meet some new people. And, you know, it's nice to, I don't know, give readers in other <laughs> other parts of the country a chance to like, you know, hang out and talk and stuff. So I think it's fun when you go to a place that you haven't been before. I think people are generally really yeah. excited and, you know, it's... People are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you're here <laughs> rather than that like, oh, nice. hey, it's cool to see you again, which both both things are really nice. But that that is a fun that's a fun feeling. Yeah, exactly. And I heard that Denver was pretty good. So Denver know. was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really the one thing that I thought that I saw from Heroes this year, and I'm sure you saw it, too, on like Instagram, was it I feel like every artist I know or especially in the. Kenona's Anka uh, family of artists. <laughs> Everyone bought originals or got original art or had commissions. Like I've been watching for the last couple of days on Instagram, everyone posting all the art that they got, which is sort of atypical. Like I know people get stuff, but it just seemed at Heroes that that was like a huge trend of everyone buying original art yeah. from other artists. That's that was a huge thing about Heroes. That was like a it's a big. It's a sh- like when you go to so many different shows, each show kind of has its own like a feeling to yeah. it. And Heroes definitely like people sell originals like crazy down there. Mm-hmm. And commissions, like people get a lot of commissions done and it's very much like a collector's. I think Calgary is a lot like that too. And I've never been to Calgary, but that's what I've heard that that's another show where people go like it is, collectors. Yeah, it's really true because like I'm friends with Jeff Jacks who does questionable content. Um, and he says it's like a crazy show for sketches. And Danielle Corsetto said the same thing. And But I was there when I was with Boom. So we were just doing sketches. Like, that's all we were doing. But it was crazy. Like, there were so many people that wanted them. We were busy all weekend. It's the most I've ever done. So yeah, Calgary's weird. I mean, it's it's the fans are so awesome at that show. And I think people do really well because Calgary is it's a real money, like, city. <laughs> like yeah everyone, it's all oil it's okay. all oil everyone has so much money and it's one show that really stood out to me because so many people would buy something or get a sketch and it would be like 25 bucks and they'd give me 30 dollars and be like oh don't worry about it which is yeah doesn't happen all the time um no but it was cool it's crazy. It's like, you should just put a tip jar out at that point <laughs> yeah but it was nice so just giving like are you are you sure plus it was a show yeah. i didn't have to cross the border for so for me that was pretty awesome yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're not, most of them are in the States. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the, the custom stuff. The, the, going to TCAF for, mm-hmm. from the US, you know, that's like when you apply for a table there, they'll, they'll send a big mm-hmm. info thing out about like, here's how to cross the border. And here's, you know, and I've definitely been up, I've, I've gone to TCAF with a group of friends and we've been detained at the border because we have like too much crap with us, mm-hmm. you know, like too yeah. many comics or something. I had that happen when I tried to go down to Mecaf a couple years ago, and they stopped us. Oh, for, Maine! Yeah, that's a good show. We drove down because I usually fly. Um, yeah, we drove down, and all of us—it was like our first time crossing the border for a show, 
And so we got to the border and they were like, hey, what are you doing? We're like, oh, we're going to a comic convention. And of course, the first question they ask is, are you selling anything? And you're like, we're like, yeah, for sure. We have all these boxes of merchandise that we're selling. And they were like, oh, honey, no. So we had to pretty much leave everything behind at this weird little motel off the side of the road. Um, That was just so creepy. We were 100 percent sure we were going to come back and they'd be like, the motel hasn't been here for 40 years. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's all it's like silent hill you yeah. just get there and it's like we just come back in the town it's charred know. um yeah but yeah so we had to drop all of our stuff and go through so all we could do is like sign stuff and do sketches at the show um but yeah it's going through the border man it's a time yeah <laughs> it's crazy yeah you learn how to talk i mean it's weird sometimes when people you say the word comic convention or you, you're going to you're, you make comics mm-hmm. you know when I'm crossing the border and it's almost like a magic word. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like some people who are into it, they'll start talking like one guy I met going to the UK. He was like, I met Todd McFarlane once and he's <laughs> like, I had an issue with spawn on me and he signed it for me. And I was like, that's great, man. Like awesome. <laughs> proud of you. And, uh, a lot of, you know, cause I've worked on Batman. That's like the magic word, right? right. Like you say, what do you work on? Well, I've worked on Batman. And then if I say Gotham Academy, cause of the Gotham TV show, mm-hmm. um, people, it's like, is recognition. And so people will either, not want to deal with you because they're like, oh, comic books. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's fine. Like, whatever. (laughs) Or, like, completely just dismissive of it. Yeah. (laughs) As a medium. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, um, or the other one is people are actually really interested and want to to talk to you about their favorite books right now or what are you reading or, like, what, who do you work for, you know? Mm -hmm. I've had so So many weird experiences like that. I mean, because I cross the border almost constantly going back and yeah, forth to too. shows all the time. I mean, yeah, the two of yeah. us are just like <laughs> jaunting. We jaunt. <laughs> um, but I had I had one time when I was going through Pearson on the way to I think maybe it was Heroes last year and there was a there was a guy um and he was like I'd say he was in his 60s, old black guy, like super nice. And I came up and he started telling me about all these black exploitation comics that he had from the 70s. And it sounded really awesome. Like he was really, really into it. And I was like, that's really cool. And then he started asking me to try and like price them. Like, what would this be worth? Like, it's it's in this condition. And I was like, I don't, I, I have no idea. Completely out of my wheelhouse. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, and another time I had, uh, I went through and because I always expect I mean, I I know it's shitty, but I always think that the people who know they're going to know like Batman, they're going to know the Avengers. Um, And I went through the border one time and I was wearing a Batman shirt and the guy asked me, you know, what do you do? I said, I work in comics. And he was like, oh, what comics do you like? And so I was just like, I don't know. I don't read a lot of superhero stuff. Just ready. Like, because you feel like you want to say the easiest answer. And just get through it and have it be over. But I also don't want to lie and be like, oh, golly gee, I love the Justice League. Um, (laughs) And he was like, oh, no, man, like I I read a lot of image stuff. I'm super into like the Wicked and the Divine. And I was like, whoa, hey, you speak my language. I know them. (laughs) I wonder if we had the same customs guy. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. It's nice when that happens. It is cool. It's just like, oh, hey, you get it. Um, Yeah. It's fun. But also terrifying. So, you know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of the... I mean, I love Montreal so much, but there is, like, a stress level of, like, every, crossing, every time I cross the border. Going to San Francisco this weekend for ALA. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, the yeah. The American Library Association. Oh, my gosh. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I have a couple friends who are going to be there. Con by like a day or two. Like it's oh, kind of stinks. that's crazy. Um, and then I'm not doing San Diego, but it's like back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and every time I come back, it's like, are they going to like look at this and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. start getting suspicious of me or get sick of me and just like kick me out what I do I had they do now when I go through they always ask me for my return ticket or like when are you coming back do you have a return ticket and I do I mean I always I always do now I'm very above board (laughs) yeah but it is it's so oh I get such bad anxiety those like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. before I hit that desk and it's always fine and it's you know they've gone through my stuff a couple times or asked me a bunch of questions and it's never been an issue but it's just like Oh, what if what if they're just like yeah. no? I mean, I've actually, I've actually just stopped being worried about it because I do it so much. So I think it's 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 gotten to the point where it's like you know if I ever end up in with the problem yeah. at the border, I think I'd just be like oh whatever, I'll just go back to go back to the states somewhere. It's fine. I got and like I, that I think for a while, but now where it's like my boyfriend's in the states, and if you get if they don't let you in, you can't come back for like three years. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm so terrified because if that happened. I mean, obviously, it would be the stakes are pretty high. <laughs> yeah. But I got to a point of not giving a shit last year, and then I met Jeremy, and it screwed it all up. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> Always. Thanks, Jeremy. Oh, what a dick. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> In two days, he'll text me after he hears this and be like, what the hell, man? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought that's Becky really was my friend. To your podcast. <laughs> he does. It's pretty cute. What a sweetheart. I know. He's the best. Oh, you guys. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So um, Southern Cross is coming out now. It is, and correct me if I'm wrong, six issues or eight? Six issues. issues. Well, it's ongoing, but the first six issues are finite. Um, And so it's going to, the story will end. Mm -hmm. And then we pick up again with issue seven. And it's, the first six issues all take place on the Southern Cross, which is the spaceship. And then the seventh starts and we are on an oil rig on Titan. Mm -hmm. And we're dealing with the the consequences of the events that happened on the Southern Cross. Oh, so cool. it's a new cast and everything. So it kind of, it picks up the story. I guess it's like a true detective kind of thing, mm-hmm. but, but it's continues the, it perpetuates the overarching story, I guess. Well, the thing I love about it so much, and it's like, I'm on issue two, so I'm a little behind my apologies. Um, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm catching up. I'm catching up. I'm up to date on Gotham Academy. Um, yeah. And I, oh, I loved the last issue, by the way. Oh, oh thank you. Maps. So amazing. Yeah, she's adorable. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about she's, that in a second. She is fun to write. Oh, she's that. so great. She's so great. Such a nerd. Um, but Southern Cross I love so much because I am such a huge fan of anything that I would quantify as like a strangers on a train story, like people that are stuck in a space. I love yeah. that. Like a, just anything, like on an island, you know, on a, yeah. on a train, in a car. Like I well, love it's the whole like that. Agatha Christie, like yeah. the Poirot. Mm-hmm. You know, that, exactly. That's, really... that's what it made me think of, which I that's thought was so what... funny. Yeah, that's the the big my biggest inspiration for this story was Poirot. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm glad because yeah, that's what so like I thought. Like on the Orient Express. Yes. Or like yeah, that's what Isle, I mean. You know, everyone's yeah, everyone's a suspect. Mm-hmm. What's going on? You know, um, and it's funny because like Andy's inspirations for this are definitely like completely not like my inspirations for writing the story are so different from the visuals that he's bringing. So he's, he's got a lot of like Joe Dorowski and like, mm. you know, he's got a very European sensibility with the artwork and, you know, like stuff like aliens, you know, mm-hmm. like, so he, it's, it's, 
made the book into something really unique because the stuff I'm bringing to the table, and I know how he's going to draw it, so I'm conscious of that when I'm writing it. But mm-hmm. my like <laughs> my major inspirations for it are like not near his. <laughs> well, that's kind of I think so it's I think neat. It's cool. It's cool because um, I think because we know where each other is coming from mm-hmm. with. You know, the it's not like we're doing this in a bubble. You know, I can literally just like look over his shoulder and see what he's doing right now. Which is pretty he's texting. Cool. He's, he's texting. texting. Get off your, he's probably on <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I loved it because, I mean, spaceships do lend themselves to that really well. Like Alien is so awesome because yeah. it's so claustrophobic. Um, yeah. And the Southern Hunter Cross. October, I mean, yeah. Anything, yeah. anything on a ship. Like, Anything on a ship. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I really, I really liked it. And I thought that was really cool. And the art is awesome. Like Andy, He's Andy brought it for this. Yeah. Like, And I've been a fan of both of you for so many years and like always really liked his art. But there's just so much stuff about it that's so interesting. Like there's a, there's a spread in the first issue that's like a sideways. It looks almost like a side scroller where in between yeah. panels, you know, the main character is walking down <laughs> through these tunnels on the ship. It's so yeah, awesome. It's, it's such a neat... And then there's this crazy... <laughs> I tweeted Andy about it after I read it because there's this crazy, like, schematic of the ship in the back of the issue. Yeah. And just looking at it, I'm like, how the fuck long did that take you? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, working on this stuff for a long time. Like, when he, when I got on board, the story was, like, about... Um, it was a little over a year ago. I guess it was, like, in February or March of 2014. Yeah, and he had been he's been wanting to do like a science fiction horror story for a while. So he's a lot of the schematics and stuff. I think he's just been like kind of doing in his spare time. So and nice. and you know around around then like February March he was just like, hey, do you want to write a story for me? Like I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Let's see, let's see how long we can keep this up. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like it's going well. It is, it is. And that's that's part of the reason why the first six issues are like a finite story mm-hmm. is because we didn't know if we'd be able to get along <laughs> for, <laughs> for more than six issues. I feel like six issues is like a, that's a long time, but yeah. it's, uh, you well, know. It ends up being like a year because you start writing yeah. it so much in advance of when it starts being drawn and then there's the editing exactly. and yeah, it's, you think six issues is only going to be six months, but that's just not, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's not the reality at all. In and, comic time, six issues is going to be like you could do. You could spend a year doing that. Well, yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm on. I'm writing the fourth issue of Power Up, and the first one hasn't even come out yet, and it's so terrifying because you're like, you know, what if there's an issue and and I can't change anything? Yeah, and, but then it's like, do you, like what's I don't know. You're writing what you want to write, well, and yeah. it's almost nice to exist and to write this stuff in a space where it's not being. Uh, like people aren't being critical of it or like mm-hmm. writing reviews of it because you're writing it in like a pure bubble. You I guess know? that's true. That's a really good way. Of like you, at. you show the people that you, you know, you would show the people that you trust mm-hmm. and like bounce ideas off people and, you know, um, but having like, you know, reading reviews of stuff and letting that sink in. And some of it's right. Like I read reviews of my work and some things that they point out, I'm like, okay, I have to be careful about that. Or like, mm-hmm. I have to take this into consideration. Some of it's just like, you know, why, why, who gave you access to this keyboard and the internet? <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a um, little bit of both. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt, but it's, it's kind of nice to write without that pressure of rethinking what you're doing based on other people's opinions right. and just trusting your writing. It is kind of nice. Now that I think about it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, it's yeah, tasteful. I mean, and no, like, I'm like, no, no, that's, yeah. that's kind of, that is kind of good. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did that when I, I mean, it's a totally different situation. But when I did that, the that like Fraggle Rock story, like I was completely done writing by the time it even started coming out. So I was like, well, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> um, but you guys are into, so, okay, so Gotham Academy issue seven just came out. And mm-hmm. which is a special, a special issue, different artists, uh, all yeah. the maps. And is it? Yeah, Helen Chen is Helen the artist Chen. on issue seven. Yeah. And she does work. Uh, she did like all the designs for like Big Hero 7. And yeah. like, she's like, she's incredible. Like, I can't believe that we got her to do a full issue because she's like Nuts. a super, she's like a superstar. <laughs> she works she's at so like awesome Dream, DreamWorks or something. Like, she's a yeah, really big DreamWorks. deal in the animation she's world. Like, she is like, you know, I can't believe she, she like associates with me. <laughs> She's like so good, you know. And I'm just like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Well, I went when I was looking up because um, every week on the podcast we do, I do like recommendations. And I was looking up because she's listed her full name is listed, and I was like, I don't want to mispronounce it. Um, yeah, it's Ming Mingju. Mm-hmm. Helen Chen. Mingju Helen Chen. Um, so yeah, I went. I saw Helen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems to me half the time. Um, but so I, I looked her up on YouTube and because oftentimes when I don't know how to pronounce somebody's name, that's what I will do. I'll go find an interview with them. Oh, that's because it works really well. Do your research. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people should like, you know, you laugh about it, but that's like, you know, that's oh, what you're just being professional. <laughs> I think <laughs> trying. I think I got... so, like a lot of people could, could stand to. I still I still can't. Benefit. I still can't pronounce uh, the artist who works on Sunstone and Rat Queens. Um, and he and I have talked about it several times. So I still can't get it right. <laughs> Stip, well, Stip, Stip, now it's just a thing. Now you just have now to like, mispronounce it yeah, worse and purpose. worse and worse every time. Like Zarsky. Just make it up. <laughs> Studco. Yeah. Um, but no, so I, I looked her up and got sucked into all these there's a whole bunch of you know uh youtube videos of her drawing or her talking about the animation process because she worked on paper man that short yeah. um mm-hmm. and so Gorgeous. i just yeah i got sucked into watching it for like half an hour i was like oh no i need to be doing other work but yeah she's amazing so yeah, that's really okay. cool um so after that uh is we're kicking off into like the second the second arc yeah, second arc starts with issue eight. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was out in July. I don't know the exact date, mm-hmm. um, but it's soon. So it's right on the corner, and we jump right back into Olive's story. That's so, cool. yeah, issue seven was kind of Olive free and a I little long, a little light, lighter in tone, and then we get into there's some like serious stuff that starts happening. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't necessarily it. call it dark and gritty, but it definitely like hits more serious tones. And any fans of, like, Kyle and the Mizuguchis are going to love it because mm-hmm. this is, like, the Mizuguchi issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited to see where it's going. I love it. I think it's just great. Oh, thank you. It's so It's fun. so much fun. It, is, it really <laughs> is. And the, the process of it is so organic from, like, the first mm-hmm. day that we were talking about it. Because I just, I pitched it to Mark Doyle. as like, oh, it was Gotham Academy. He's like, what's that? And I was like, well, <laughs> funny you should mention it. <laughs> funny you should ask. Uh, I was, basically, it was just like, it's Hogwarts and Gotham. And that's, yeah. you know, how that's the exact pitch. And he's like, do it. We're on board. So, <laughs> Is it that easy? And, and it, was that, it was that easy, you know. It actually was. And, of course, there was, you know, they had to, yeah. because it was all new characters and all new, I mean, a lot of the teachers are old villains and stuff that were kind of pulling from different parts of uh, Batman lore. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but all the other characters are new, so I think it took a little while to get approved just because there was so much new stuff that mm-hmm. they had to look at and take into consideration. And I think it was their first, like, real YA title. Yeah. It's nice to see them doing it because when I, you know, this came out after I stopped working at the comic book store, and I remember that being a really big thing. And it still is, you know, with DC Comics where kids who are between, like, 12 and 17 or 15, I guess, come in and they're like, I want to read Batman. I'm like, yo, you can't. <laughs> it will terrify okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> and you will cry. Um, so it's kind of nice. That's, though, that is, like, the defining moment of some, so many people's lives. Like, when was the first time that you read, like, Dark Knight Returns or something? You know, like, oh, that's, yeah. you, everyone, like, you probably read these things when you're way too young and it's that, mm-hmm. like, defining moment. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like listening to an album that you don't think you're supposed to be listening to because you yeah, get in trouble or like it's true i met like um, a 13 year old girl at a signing who told me she really loved saga mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like ah. Uh, but at the same time i was like oh yeah no i totally would have read saga when i was 13 like, right absolutely right? and you would like hide yeah. it from your parents yeah and it would be it's like this life-changing mm-hmm. like altering you know thing that you it's like, oh, like, my God. You just consume it. And it, and it like, defines who you are for that. Because you know, you're just, like, a sponge at that age. You that know? dragon is sucking its own dick. Oh, <laughs> it's crazy. Maybe dragons could do that. <laughs> yeah. I read, like, Clan of the Cave there when I was, like, 12 or something. Oh, man. And, like, my friends and I were passing it back and forth in, like, science class and, like, folding down pages with all, like, the dirty stuff in it. I, I think... That was, that was a ridiculous book. <laughs> I read Black Hole when I was... 14 or 15 and yeah. i mean the characters are all teenage but it's not really a teenage book no it's no, really not. disturbing i mean going back and looking at it years later i was just like i would never give this to a 14 year old <laughs> right but these are these are books that 14 year olds need to find on their own and yes. need and hide and, right and hide and there's nothing wrong with that that's part of growing up and to and like it, you know the credit of an amazing librarian in my high school who snuck graphic novels into our library because like the school board wouldn't approve them she's very cool amazing really awesome oh, she's a hero she's a hero she's, someone should give her someone should give her a medal or, like, a <laughs> or she was the one that insisted on it you know and so she got me reading blankets and black hole when i was like 15 oh, yeah. 14 and 15 nice. and that's what got me back into comics because all i had really read was like calvin and Hobbes and archie and uh it was it was really awesome those were definitely my gateway books so it's nice. It's nice to have that stuff. But it's also cool to have, like, I wouldn't feel bad giving Gotham Academy to, like, a pretty young reader. Yeah. So that's really nice. And when I talked to Brendan, I mean, months and months and months ago, we had him on uh, the show. I've had almost the entire team between Bad Girl and Gotham Academy on. Amazing. <laughs> I, need, I need Cameron to, like, check him off the box and, and yeah. Carl and then <laughs> everybody. But, I'll tell Cameron this. I'm going to see him in, in San Francisco to give him a nudge. Good. Do it. Do it. I, I asked him once and he was busy. Uh, the only person who's turned me down multiple times is Jamie, obviously. 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 <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I don't know if you can feel this. I'm rolling my eyes as hard as I can. <laughs> every time. Every time he's busy. I might have sprained them. <laughs> <laughs> we love Jamie. Just kidding. Oh. He's not even. He's not, li- he'll never listen. It's fine. He doesn't know this yeah. exists. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't have Kieran on because it doesn't make any sense, but I love him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going somewhere with this. Uh, okay. So when I talked to Brendan about it, he was like wary of classifying it as a YA comic. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm 
older and I read it and I like it. And I know a lot of people older than me who read it and really like it. So, you know, yeah, I wouldn't call it just that, but. Right. I would say all ages because it actually is all ages, Mm -hmm. but I, it definitely falls in the YA, like under the YA blanket, I guess, Mm -hmm. like the umbrella. Um, And I have no problems calling it that because there's nothing wrong. It's not like a bad word. And, you know, honestly, people that get turned off by the, like, if I'm like, hey, check out my YA comic, anyone who's like, oh, I don't really read a YA book, then don't read it. That's not, this book is obviously not for you if you're (laughs) closed-minded enough to like, you don't deserve to have the fun that we're having in this book. Like, jerk. You know, that's how I feel. Like, when it came out, I was sort of struggling to think of other comics that really felt similar i mean like courtney crumran when it was coming out in the beginning yeah i think it reminds me of that a little bit in terms of just that like kids dealing with spooky supernatural shit which is yeah a lot of of my favorite genres yeah um oh yeah harry potter right (laughs) yeah exactly and like i was i was all about that stuff um yeah so there's that but then um just thinking about it there's not really marvel doesn't really have a lot of stuff that i would classify as ya like stuff that i would give to somebody younger like silk reads as as younger friendly but there's just there's so well, little like of it miss marvel yeah miss marvel is probably That's the closest nice. squirrel girl squirrel girl I've oh you're right there. you're right i'm reading all the kid school. comics <laughs> yeah me too because <laughs> i love squirrel girl and miss marvel I and i'm i'm holding off on reading the last issue of or the most recent issue of miss marvel because i don't know what happens but everyone at valkyries was like i cried when i got to the last page Oh, no, you got to uh, read it when you're in a safe spot. I know, I know. <laughs> I can't see that. <laughs> it happens every well, once in a while, like, because I don't work in retail anymore, so I don't get the comics early unless people send me previews. Uh, and so all the girls are always posting on, like, Tuesday night, like, oh, my God, this thing happened in this comic. I'm just like, shh. <laughs> the rest no of us spoilers. went back to being civilians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't know. I can't know. No, no you can't. You can't browse the forum on, on Tuesdays anymore. No. <laughs> there was yeah after the day before the last issue of Wicked and the Divine came out it was uh it was quite an explosion of of feelings and uh yeah <laughs> and sharing I, I love that I love that comics like can elicit emotional responses it's really cool yeah. I think it's really nice yeah it is um so so Southern Cross so you're gonna that's gonna keep going Gotham Academy is gonna mm-hmm. keep going um is there anything mm-hmm. else on on the horizon yeah, I'm actually doing a lot of, uh, well, I'm illustrating a graphic novel for a second right now, oh, which is sweet. a thing, but it's um, it's slow going, obviously. I have a lot mm-hmm. of other stuff on my plate, um, but, you know, I'm chopping away at that. Um, That's pretty cool. And a lot of people ask me why I'm not drawing anything right now. Well, I am drawing stuff, but it's just <laughs> slow, and you have to wait for it. Um, and I'm also doing a lot of illustration work in general. Like, right now I'm working on an album cover for a band that I've liked since, like, I was, like... 16 or 17 or something. Are they Norwegian black metal? They're not Norwegian. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, they're incredible and they're super rad dudes and um, I actually met them this year. I can't say who it is yet because, you know, obviously it's That's like, fine. I don't know. I, I probably could, but. It's uh, okay. I don't want to get you in trouble. Um, I want it to be a big, no, I want it to be a big surprise. It's just, but it's like, it's crazy because it's like, I never thought I'd be in that position to mm-hmm. just like, you know, and now I'm like super nervous about drawing this thing for them. So, I'm coloring it. I'll send it to you later. I'm coloring it yeah, right now. Yeah, I want to like, know. I want to know in private. The, yeah. It's, it's weird because, like, I was going – I had a – I don't know if I would say, like, a slump, like a drawing slump. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was definitely – you know, I've been, you know, writing a lot more. And obviously it's kind of changed, um, you know, the way you think about things and 
uh, you're just going through different, a different set of like brain, like your brain's thinking in a different way yeah, yeah. than you do when you're drawing. And now you. that I'm back to kind of illustrating and drawing a little bit more these days, it's like, I feel so good. <laughs> I feel so good about drawing. <laughs> it's nice. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm actually like really mm-hmm. excited about the stuff I'm drawing because, you know, I was doing a lot of covers for a little while and, you know, like kitchen covers, you know. Yeah, which are these, so those great. Were, thank you. They were, they were so much fun, but it's really nice to get just out of comics and not, you know, doing something totally different has mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know, lit this spark again. So now I'm feeling all inspired and like really good. That's Where awesome. for a while I felt like I was kind of in a, a bit of a slump. Well, get on, know. get on. And it's slump. not like I wasn't happy with what I was doing, you know. <laughs> so I was doing a lot of cool stuff and with a lot of cool people, but like, you know, once you, once you kind of feel that, <laughs> the, the inspiration, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh my God, like, what was I, like the last few months I've just been kind of like, kind of walking through, like going through the motions of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, it's weird. But you're getting it back. I am. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, it comes and goes, it goes in waves. And I, doing this for so long, you kind of have to learn how to recognize if you're in a slump, you just have to kind of get through, like, draw through it. You know, like, if you have writer's block or something, like, what do you do? Like, that's what, what people ask that all the time, and yeah. I don't have an answer for it because it's, like, the only thing you can do is just keep writing or take a few days off and just, like, yeah. you know, I get that out. all the time, too, and yeah. I've only been writing for a couple of years, but people are always like, what do you do when you feel like you can't write? I'm Stare like, you remember that you have to pay the bills, so you have to hand in your script. <laughs> So, yeah, so exactly. you write. <laughs> I don't but know. But a lot of the writing process is just like s- sitting, thinking. Like mm-hmm. I spend a lot, like a ridiculous amount of time not doing anything. Like I'll just stare at a wall or just like, Brendan and I will go out to bounce ideas around about Gotham Academy and we will sit down with coffee and just kind of stare. Yeah. Like not at each other, just like in like vacantly and like mm-hmm. five, 10 minutes go by and it's like, okay, what do you, what do you have? Like, what, <laughs> what, I get the same and way. Just, it's that it's that yeah. middle distance stare where you're like all the cogs are turning in your head, but you look yeah. like a crazy it's, person. You just have to like let that, that's part of the writing process, I think, mm-hmm. and for a lot of people. And I didn't know that because, you know, when I'm writing my own stuff, it comes in, out in the form of like thumbnailing. So I'll yeah. just thumbnail, and if something doesn't work, I just kind of reroute it, and it's, it's a different process for me. But thinking, and it's short stories too. So I was only dealing with like 20 pages at a time mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, but with Gotham Academy and with Southern Cross, these are like big, big, big arcs, yeah. you know? And you have to make sure that everything's in place, you know, for the before stuff that you comes start. later. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or else you'll get three issues in and you're like, holy shit, I fucked up. Like I'll, that's... you know, you end up painting yourself into a corner. Mm-hmm. So you have to have everything planned out. And so... There's a lot of staring that happens. And for a while when I started writing, I was like, what? <laughs> Am I doing it right? Am I a shitty writer? I know. I know like, exactly what you mean. What's wrong with me? It's so like just learning to have to do that is so strange because like the the pitching process for almost every company now, and I'm sure that you recognize this or that you'll agree with it, is that you pitch six issues or five and then it's like, and if we get more. So you have yeah. to have this giant you know, web of possibility and you have to lay out the groundwork in yeah. case or that that's what I've been finding a lot. You know, almost everyone, very few companies are like, yeah, we'll take you on for 40 issues. It's like, no, we'll do five and then and then we'll maybe and do then see. Yeah. And then we'll probably do more. So you have to do all that stuff. And that's so new to me because working on the license stuff, it's like four issues at a time. They're self-contained arcs. So you don't really have to think about right. it. And now 
it's it's crazy how much how much of that groundwork you have to do and how yeah, far ahead I, you have to plan exactly and it's a lot of it's good too because mm-hmm. then you end up with a stronger story you end up finding things about your characters that might inform the way that the story happens in like the first six issues and but that's what happened with southern cross mm-hmm. and uh when we were talking to eric we pitched it as six issues only and with maybe more and eric's like no just pitch it as an ongoing and so that's cool you know yeah it's weird that's pretty it's awesome, a lot of though. fun yeah yeah I, I can't complain really things are things are going good my birthday today working mm-hmm. on some fun stuff really cool projects i i've been really lucky I think it's really neat seeing so many or and I'm sure it's been going on forever, but, you know, only within my sphere of knowledge and especially the people that I know, um, watching so many artists I really love start writing, you know, because you, yeah. you've been doing it. And Ming just started it with Constantine and Chip doing so much writing. And it's it's awesome and also like very intimidating to watch people who you're like, oh, you're an amazing artist. Be like, oh, shit, you're also a really good writer. <laughs> I was talking to um, Brian K. Vaughn about that. He's like, I hope nobody, he's like, I hope you just keep it a secret that he's like, what if the artists learn how to, how to write? Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I was like, it's not hard. And he's like, shh, (laughs) we'll we'll all be out of a job. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. Um, Uh, And I mean, but I guess I sort of came to it from the same place. Like I was doing comics that I was writing and drawing and then now I'm. You draw also. yeah, Yeah. Like on occasion. And people honestly, when they ask me like, what do you do? It's hard. It's like, I, the, yeah. all all the stuff i don't know um so yeah it is, yeah. It is different because you know when you were doing it it's like well i'm i'm an artist or like you know i make right my own stuff. like i draw this yeah and now you have to kind of explain there's mm-hmm. like a it's a little complicated when people mm-hmm. ask me what i'm working on or what i've worked on it's like i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> a bunch just a bunch I know. <laughs> yeah we were on a panel in a in new york and the modern we were on this panel together at special oh, edition yes, yes. And the moderator was like, please, like, introduce yourself and say, like, what, what you work on. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, I hate, I hate that because it's like. <laughs> it's like, I don't, really? I don't know. That was a really fun <laughs> panel. Gonna, that was a lot of fun. Um, that I spent, like, 80% of the time staring at Annie Wu's hair because it's so oh, amazing. Gosh, she has the best hair. It's so cool. The best hair. It's so Actually, cool. Actually, everyone on that panel had hair, I, was, I would say. It was a good, it was a very good panel for, like, babes, uh, strong babes. <laughs> it was cool that was really fun um we should, yeah. do more panels we should do more panels together we need yeah. to be at more cons together i'm not doing very many cons this year because i'm working on my on my visa so i have yeah. to be wary of how much time i spend in the states um but hopefully next year if i'm living there i'll be doing like a bunch um yeah back, back to heroes and might actually do san diego for the first time next year <laughs> Ooh, San Diego's crazy. Oh. I'm not doing it this year, and I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing San Diego. I'm doing a signing in Maryland. And oh, nice. On that and, same uh, weekend, and I'm going to meet Jeremy's parents. And, oh, excellent. Because that's where he's from. Uh, nice. <laughs> and I'm going to avoid. He's from Maryland. Yes, he is. Yeah. Just where a, in Maryland? Uh, just near, near Annapolis. Okay, cool. My Close brother was born in Bethesda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all... Apparently everything is close together because every city I mentioned in Maryland, he's like, yeah, it's near that. <laughs> yeah, Maryland's not a big state. No. Because when I talked about, he didn't know about SPX. And I was like, oh, I was thinking about going this year. It's in this weird place called Bethesda. And he's like, dude, <laughs> it's like 20 minutes yeah. away. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not doing it, but maybe next year. 
Yeah, Bethesda, I mean, the city's fine, but the SPX is a great show. I used to do that every year. SPX is great. There's nothing in Bethesda. But no, there's nothing in Bethesda. Everyone goes to the what is there's like a Dave and Buster's <laughs> PF Chang's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a very Amazing. strange place. And all like the Chevy Chase banks. Yeah. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't but that's know. where my brother was born on a sofa in Bethesda. Oh. Yeah. There you crazy. go. That's pretty great. That's a that's a show that um I wish I could do more often. Um yeah. but it's weird. Like I found that even though I've been self-publishing like consistently my whole career I feel like I like you know what I mean like I've got a foot in both worlds like in the superhero like mainstream quote-unquote stuff yeah big two and then I've got a foot solidly set in self-publishing and independent stuff Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes like you know what I mean like I've drawn Batman yeah but I also self-publish all the time well yeah it's weird it's weird. You don't belong in like either worlds. You yeah. know, like I'll never, like I'll never be invited to SPX. You know, <laughs> I completely like... understand. Because now it's like, it's... I mean, when I went to TCAF, it was so weird trying to figure out what to bring because it was like the first book of Edward Scissorhands. You know, was just coming yeah, out. Yeah, because you do a lot of license. I do a so lot of licensed work, um, and the Adventure Time stuff I always bring because there's so many kids at TCAF. But yeah. it also feels weird if that's like trying to balance that on my table of like half of like here's this you know <laughs> huge deal comic based off a massively like multi-million dollar cartoon that exists and then like here's my little tattoo comic that I did <laughs> through retrofit it's like I, yeah. I I don't know who I am to this crowd uh and it is it yeah, is weird it's, it's, a it's weird, weird. sometimes that it, it causes some like I don't know like for for a while, I struggled with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at Mocha one year, and I had American Virgin on my table. I was working on that for Vertigo. Yeah, this is so this is a little while ago. Um, and some kid walked by. Some kid, <laughs> some guy walked by my table and just blatantly just called me a sellout. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, Vertigo sellout," and I was like, "You know, I like, I'm not making a lot of money here. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I might be working for Vertigo, and yes, I can support myself now on comics." So that was like the first few years I was able to like make a living mm-hmm. just through comics. Yeah. But it's not like I'm not working for Nike here. You know, I'm not like, yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Like, <laughs> It's true. It's so weird. I think the idea of I mean, obviously, I'm I get my backup about it because I work on licensed stuff. Um, but yeah. people who refer to that as being a sellout, I'm just like, you know what? I don't have to have a day job and I can do all the weird indie stuff that I want because I'm supported right. by doing Edward Scissorhands and Bravest Warriors and Fraggle Rock or whatever. And I still have a really good time doing that. that. (laughs) Exactly. And if you're making quality books, it doesn't matter if it's a license or not. Um, Because that stuff is important because that stuff might be someone's first comic. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, It's just a weird divide. And then anyway, you're talking about like mainstream books, Mm -hmm. right? Like look at the numbers that Marvel and DC does. And then look at numbers that like Raina Tugmeyer's Smile does or like anything Kate Beaton puts out. Or like you're talking like these are like New New York Times bestsellers, Amulet. You know, did you see the other day Raina celebrated three years on the New York Times bestseller list for graphic novels? Smile has been on the list for three years straight. Like, yeah, that's insane. And when people write about comics, they never write about Raina. and that's get, what they should be writing. It about. drives me and crazy. People talk about mainstream comics. That's like, yeah, Kazu Kibushi, Faith Aaron Hicks. Like, these are the people that are selling like crazy that are always topping yeah, these lists they're selling gangbusters yeah and that should when people talk about mainstream comics and then they're like 
oh, like Batman. It's like, no, Batman's no. <laughs> a mainstream property, but it's not yeah. a mainstream comic. Like mm-hmm. if people, yeah, the people might go see the movies, but like 100,000 people every month buying the comic, that's not like, and then you got to think how many people are just buying doubles to collect it. Yeah. Like what's, and that's what the, are the highest end, you know, like. Right. That's the highest. That's like crazy that's like numbers. You'll only get those numbers if you work on Batman. If you're Batman. <laughs> yeah. Because like most you're other Batman. comics you know, you're really happy if you get anywhere close to, like, 20,000. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's it's crazy. Whereas, you know, books like that are just so massive and selling constantly and perpetually. And, like, Amulet... Yeah. There's... Amulet is going to be around forever. Smile is going to be around forever. Exactly. You know, and, and those are comics that I think... I think it's so strange when people write about right. the biggest biggest books and those are not always on the top of the list. Right. And that's exactly it. Like these books are going to be around forever. And it's like, if I, you know, what, what books am I, I mean, Gotham Academy, I think just cause we're starting it from issue one, mm-hmm. that's kind of canon right now, but it's the idea of working on a superhero book. You never know if that's going to last or not. Like, is mm-hmm. that going to be like, you want to make a dark night. You want to make something yeah. that like becomes canon. But I think you, it's, you I think something. it's smart. I mean, you guys sort of have carved out this niche and filled yeah the hole you know in terms of making a comic that wasn't there yeah and a lot of people when when we talk about it people were surprised to hear that it wasn't like a dc mandate they're like oh so dc told you to make this story about young girls like no no no. actually we just did that that's what that was our pitch they had a diversity (laughs) checklist and they had to yeah (laughs) no it was was, mark was just like pitch me something new and i was like okay here here we go this is new and olive was the first character that we thought of and Mm -hmm. obviously i was just like well it's about this young girl obviously Mm -hmm. because what do i know yeah, that's all I ever want to write about. <laughs> right? And, uh, and Maps is her best friend, and I had a, mm-hmm. a best friend growing up. And a lot of the story from Gotham Academy is based, like, not based on us. I would say just, like, inspired by my friendship with her. Mm-hmm. That's cool. When I think about those two, it's like this, you know, I've had, I had a friend, not necessarily, like, one of us is Olive and one of us is Maps, but the idea that, um, like, inseparable and a little mm-hmm. goofy and a lot of adventure. It's really cool. I, I like yeah. I like these risks. I mean, to his credit, Mark is, is really awesome and cares a lot about he, this stuff. Mark knows his stuff. He's one of the best editors. Like he's, he's uh, DC better hold on to him because yeah. he's um oh, yeah. he's incredible. He's just awesome. Just I love Mark so much. Um and not yeah, like actually, I've never worked with him. I just think he's really great because <laughs> I'm you know, awesome. good friends with Janine. Yeah. And well, I've, I've worked with him at Vertigo, so yeah. that's why I think that's why he called me up, just because we had worked together. But mm-hmm. this originally started, um, I, I like to joke about Gotham Academy as being like a tennis comic pitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was one year at San Diego, we were all sitting out back at the Hyatt, like like in the stairs in the back, and drinking some beers, or like someone had a flask or something. And all of a sudden, Mark mentioned to me, we were just talking, and he's like, yeah, I used to play tennis. And I was like, What? And for some reason, I was probably just really drunk. I was just, like, really into this idea of, like, Mark playing tennis. So I started grilling him. I was like, well, what did you play? He's, like, first doubles. And I was like, what did you wear? Did you wear, like, how, like, did you like the short shorts or, like, baggy shorts? Or, like, did you wear a visor or did you wear, like, hat, like a hat? Like, what's, what's the deal? Like, tell me everything. Did you wear, like, sweatbands? Like, so I had this <laughs> Did you look this like Richie Tenenbaum? And then I was like, I know. I was like, this is, what did you, like... How did this work? Like, I need a, a complete mental picture of Mark Doyle tennis <laughs> tennis star. I have, I kind of like, I can picture it, sort of. Right, you can see it yeah. now. Yeah, and and 
I just became obsessed with this. And I kept joking to him about like, oh, I'm going to be like pitching you a tennis comic and blah, blah, blah. So when I pitched Gotham Academy, it was they, like, there is, there Kyle doesn't someone, yeah, he's into tennis. He's, he's the school tennis star and he right. plays first double. The whole thing was like a joke. <laughs> So we've actually like written in the um, there's a spoiler alert in the next season you're gonna see there's gonna be a tennis tournament. Ooh. So. And this is all from going to a con, sitting on the back mm-hmm. steps of the Hyatt, right, and talking to Mark Doyle about tennis. <laughs> about tennis. So you never like you never know. And that was this mm-hmm. was years ago, like years and years ago. That's awesome. So yeah, just sometimes sometimes you things pop know. up in like really weird weird ways. You never know. It's yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's um, like that's how my career has gone. It's oh, basically yeah. just I'll just boil it down to a series of drunk conversations on the back stairs of the Hyatt over a series of years. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are very similar so far. Uh, so it's good to yeah. know that I'm following in your footsteps. Or There's, just being you know, at, a, at a con with someone who I know is like editing a thing and going up to them drunkenly and being like, listen, we need to do this. We need to do it. It has to happen. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me, like, how do you break in? You know, that's basically how you do it. You just yeah. go and, like, be chummy for a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> and, uh, it seems to work out all right. And then every once in a while, something, yeah. something good comes out of it. Yeah, you never know. Like, you plant a lot of seeds and mm-hmm. you tend them. And then when next thing you know, you're drawing Batman tennis comics. for so awesome. <laughs> for it's so awesome. It's so weird. Um. So did you, other than other than beers, have you gotten anything or uh, done anything special? birthday wise yeah andy got me some stuff at heroes con um alexis made this um drink coffee make comics shirt which is nice. awesome perfect yeah um dustin harbin's dinosaur comic behold the dinosaurs that's which so is awesome. um, no brow yeah it's yeah it's, it's really beautiful is that the fold-out one that's the fold-out one yeah. no brow they do oh my god no brow is incredible i got one... i would love to do something with them one day i got one for jeremy in the same series it was called worst things happen at sea Oh, I got that one too. Yeah. My friend, my friend Ben got that for me. It's really cool. Um, he, he manages one of the traveling men in, in York, I think. And I came home one day and I found this package and it was just mm-hmm. like this. Oh, it's so good. And I got the uh, the new uh, Jason Latour sketchbook. Oh, And cool. he wrote Hey Barky on it because there's a dog on the Waka Waka. Thanks, Jason. Mm-hmm. Who's not, not going to listen to us either, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get him someday. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. Yeah, he's so good. I'm two issues behind on on Southern Bastards, and I need to. That is one of my favorite books it's right so now. So good! It's so good. It's so. That's good. why we named Southern Cross Southern Crosses, so, so that, that you our could books, be neighbors. And Southern Cross would touch each other on the shelves. <laughs> We're touching. I I just want to touch the Jasons. Yeah, <laughs> and as well you should. <laughs> uh, it's such a good book. That's and I'm so Indian High School. What? What? <laughs> that was me and Andy's whole goal yeah. with that book was just to touch, just to touch the Jasons. Good. No, I um, think it's actually <laughs> a very noble goal. We named it after the Black Sabbath song. Well, that makes sense. You guys yeah. are pretty. You guys are pretty metal. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just in general. Um, so Becky, uh, before I let you get back to uh, birthday celebrations, um, what what? If you have any time to read comics, what are you what are you reading now? Other than Southern Bastards, obviously. Other than Sun- Southern Bastards, um, I've been loving Howard the Duck, which it's is so good. Awesome. <laughs> uh, big fan of that. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been liking Rebels as well um, with my 
longtime collaborator Brian Wood um, mm-hmm. and Jordi Blair is coloring it, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Cause I love I love a period piece anyway. Mm-hmm. I love a man in regimentals. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun. I know that for sure. Yeah, that's so fun. Uh, Injection's really cool. It is uh, really cool. Declan's art and Jordy's coloring everything right now. Yeah, so that's just always crazy. She's calmed herself down um, a little bit, but a little bit. But she's still doing everything. Yeah, Squirrel Girl. <laughs> we mentioned Squirrel Girl earlier, mm-hmm. um, which I love absolutely love. Um, Fade Out, which I don't. Is that? Mm. I might. It might be oh, like the sixth issue came out. I guess I'm a little bit behind on it, but yeah, me um, too. It is incredible because mm-hmm. I mean, Brubaker and Phillips, you can't really go wrong with everything. Those guys. They, everything they do is great. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. So, yeah, so, good. good. I, you know, I actually I don't have a pull list at my store, but I just I really like just going in randomly and just picking up a bunch of books because mm-hmm. I don't I can't read everything anymore. But I do like getting books like my friends do, or like if there's mm-hmm. something else. Um, oh, Luther Strode is another one that I've been picking up. <laughs> um, it's incredible. Yeah, it's such a good book. Um, but just to kind of do your homework about like what's what people are talking about, like what new books are out. I don't know. It's just who, if there's new colorists that I should be aware of, you mm-hmm. know, like you got to do your homework outside of, I, I do a lot of it on Twitter, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I make a lot of I notes think. when I see people saying it and it's the same with the Valkyries. Like if there's, you know, cause it's like 430 women working in comic shops. So there's usually something or one or two things that comes out every week where that's like a big topic yeah. of discussion. And I find a lot of stuff through that. Like that's how I got yeah. into Giant Days. Um, oh, yeah. Which is I just where the first issue is awesome. Um, and like so many other series have just been because girls have been like, hey, has anyone read this? And then it just spreads like wildfire, <laughs> which is yeah. cool. That um, is really cool. But it's, yeah, I, th- I think that just going to the store is important. Just mm-hmm. to get out of the house and yeah. <laughs> remind yourself that this, these are things that we make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool it's nice to go see it in print um so cool. you, you what did you what's your next show what are your next couple uh things well i'm doing ala right uh that's happening that's and then so cool. um what is my next show after that i'm debating if i'm going to do new york or not oh i'm doing a sugar city con in mckay in uh, australia oh yeah, cool going to australia it's that's crazy fun. i've never been you get so to I'm do that excited. like 24-hour plane ride crazy yeah that's fine i'm gonna need some i need something for that <laughs> <laughs> but that's really cool um i would love to do a show in australia that sounds yeah. awesome i know it's like i feel like i'm doing it i think i'm doing it right i'm probably also doing MondoCon down in austin because mm-hmm. i think that'll be around the time that i move yeah um i did that last year and it was yeah it was incredible that's it was, actually, fun. It was that's- fun to follow that on instagram because i i live in the city that jason eisner is from and yeah he like I used to work at Starbucks with his girlfriend when we were like when I was 15. And so mm-hmm. I was watching like I've been following him on Instagram forever because I had a bunch of friends that were in Hobo with a Shotgun. And yeah. uh, so That's hilarious. it was so world. it was so weird because there was one night where I was up really late working on something and following both Andy and Jason and watching their Instagrams like collide, collide. <laughs> as I was like, <laughs> why is why are both of these people in a in a pinball arcade wearing Zubas? Like, yeah, what what? And then realizing they were in each other's photos and just being like, how is this possible? Like, how did these oh, worlds come together? But it was very, it was very funny. It was quite a topic it's of conversation a, in our household. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that's really cool. It sounds like it would be an awesome show, and that you would come back with way too much art. 
Uh, I came back with a lot of art. Yeah. Um, it's it's actually, I mean, we talked a lot about shows this time, but that was an eye-opener for me because it's a different crowd. It's not comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more, you know, prints and art collection. But these are like, I was selling like books with a sketch in it for like, oh, here's a comic with a sketch that's like a hundred bucks. And people were just like, here you go. Oh, like, wow. I was talking to people like, oh, I came to this show with like $4,000 like to spend on original art and $1,000 to spend on prints. And I was like, Jesus. what? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Like this ah. is like, it's like a different thing, right? Comics yeah. like a, you're you're kind of, we're trained to not think about the art of it. I mm-hmm. guess like every we do everything for the final product. When yeah. I'm drawing comics, it's like everything's for print, everything's yeah. for the book. But it's a different mentality, and it made me like think about a lot of stuff that I hadn't really considered before, or at least not considered myself to be a part of. That's so crazy. I don't know. It also it's, awesome. it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. That's very cool. It's a, it's I don't a, know, a lot of stuff to, to say about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So if people want to find you on the internet, you are at Becky Clunan on Twitter, right? Everywhere. Everywhere? Pretty much everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah. I tried to consolidate. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's good. It's good to do it. And mm-hmm. Southern Cross is still coming out. Next is issue five? Four. Four. four is, oh, five is out. What is out this week? Four is out this week. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um. So, so yeah, like tomorrow. That's crazy. Four is out. I hope everyone buys a copy for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that That's right. I don't want them to give it to me. <laughs> but buy it for themselves for your birthday. Yeah. Agreed. Birthday. Um, everyone right. buy Southern Cross. And yeah, Gotham Academy 7 was just out. So it'll probably be a bit before mm-hmm. the next one. But that's that's very exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. A lot of fun stuff. Yeah. So go go in and celebrate and yeah. have birthday drinks. It's I so- want to do a little more coloring and then I'm mm-hmm. going to rally some troops, I think. And... <laughs> Go have more drinks. I, I got to tell you, but just as we wrap up, that um, for those in the audience, <laughs> Becky's Skype picture is Skeletor. And I've been staring <laughs> at it for like an hour now, <laughs> just like examining. Because you, you, if you stare at an illustration for long enough, you're like, oh, the line on that is weird. There's a weird tangent there. And I've been it's staring at this it. Skeletor <laughs> for like 45 is minutes. Is it still Skeletor? I can't even see. It oh, is. here it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. I totally forgot I had done that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I laughed about it when I first called you, and then the longer I've been staring at it, I'm just like, he's seeing into my soul. <laughs> I feel like Skeletor and I've got really close over the last hour. Uh, I just want to be held in his giant, muscly blue arms. <laughs> Look at his accessories. He accessorizes his cape so well too. Those little just like those little, like... yeah, those little epaulet type things he's got going on there. That little bone. Yeah circle (laughs) whatever's going on there okay um well thank you becky and uh (laughs) yeah yeah. thank you all right have a have a great birthday thank you for thank you for talking to me oh thanks for talking to me okay bye okay bye happy birthday bye well that's our show Thank you so much to Becky and to all of you for a year of comics and good times and listening to me babble. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed um, babbling. I will be at Third Eye Comics in Annapolis, Maryland on July 11th from 11 to 2. You should come out and get power up early. In the meantime, rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you like this show and want to help celebrate our latest trip around the sun financially, which, as we all know, is the only true way to show your affection, consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lessthanlive. Got questions or want more? Find us on Facebook, on Twitter at LTLcast, and get show notes on lessthanlivecast.tumblr.com. I, I swear, I'm finally updating that by the time you hear this. Happy birthday to you, whenever it falls. I'll miss you. Listener.
This was a Village Soundcast Network original production. It's my birthday. <laughs> hey, darlings, Judy's coin. Happy one-year anniversary to the podcast. No more goth, am I right?